You're listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Brought to you by Moody and Sons Electric. For any electrical needs, call Moody and Sons at 864-478-4328. That's 864-478-4328. Welcome into A Very Moody Sports Show. I'm Daniel Moody. And this is Zach Whittington on a remote pandemic huge monumental episode daniel how you feeling feeling good i'm hesitant to say the number episode it is i'm but, not hesitating uh, 69 <laughs> six nine one more we're in the 70s 60 numbers usually reserved for linemen 70s usually reserved for linemen but dan of all provocative numbers in the world this is the most provocative the by far the most provocative you know that like i would assume math teachers when they're setting up example problems they are obviously consciously making efforts not to ever have answer be 69 like it's a it's just it, people avoid the number most like most time i assume unless you're obviously people of our age people who find the humor in it but people i would assume in like math teachers things of that nature avoiding this number for sure and what number is that 69 nice (laughs) nice um zach you're right though we do have the pandemic version of the pod today we're zoom calling there's a couple reasons to this uh the first is your internet has been wacky and so that is the reason we did not record last week we ended up not recording due to uh, issue, uh internet issues also and then thought i had covid last week got tested Zach, did not have covid co-host dan not so lucky my my, my <laughs> test came back positive so uh yes i've been doing the quarantine life so uh but yeah you know luckily feeling good very blessed on uh, he's alive still everybody in the family feeling okay all the friends feeling okay everybody so hope everybody's doing well anywhere and everywhere it's unfortunate but it is something we're dealing with at this time and so we're going to get through this uh still bringing you the content that's facts Mm -hmm. zach when we draw, what do you want to talk about the the athlete now, athlete later? There's obviously good sports to talk about. We'll just go ahead and knock it out since we made such a big deal out of the episode. But uh, episode 69, a lot of sports, I know for a fact, the National Basketball League, no one is allowed to wear 69. Pretty sure other sports are not allowed to wear 69. Maybe Major League Baseball, you can't. Pretty sure. I don't feel like I feel like it's one you may not see in college football that often. Maybe you do. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a number. A sport though that doesn't care is the professional football league, the National Football League. You can get grown men in tights laying on top of each other, and some of them are wearing the number sixty-nine. And a couple of the best. Shout out Panthers fans. You're gonna know this name. Jordan Gross. Offensive lineman, anyone, anyone, pro bowler, multiple times over, probably Hall of Famer in the little future. Little trench, little trenchman. But if we're going for the more exciting side of the ball, hold up. Brock Lesnar, before he went to wrestling, when he had his stint with the Minnesota Vikings, before the guy I'm about to say, Brock Lesnar wore 69 in his stint. Did in not the know NFL. that. It's all up here, Dan. It's all up here. <laughs> and then, uh, but for real, we're talking about Jared Allen, defensive end. Let's name some teams he played for, Dan. He played for Minnesota I mean, for sure. Definitely Vikings. Everybody's going to remember that stint with the Help Vikings. Help me with the other stints. I, I, I remember the Bears. The Bears is the one that stands out for me. Bears. The Bears was the last stop in his journey. There was a stint with the Panthers. Panthers. I knew it. Great stint with the Panthers. People loved them. We loved them. Obviously, that was back when I was a Panthers fan. The Dell Homie time. Mm. Uh, Steve Smith Sr. Um, and then, but started out with the Chiefs, drafted by the Chiefs, Jared Allen. So um, uh, he's famous for a couple things besides just sacking the quarterback. He's a, I think he's a he's a Western boy, like a cowboy type guy. Anytime he would get a sack. 
his celebration, he would like run behind the quarterback. He just sacked out in the middle of the field, and he would act like he was hog tying a pig. He would like pull all four legs up and hog tie the legs, and then like scream. And he would go back for the next play. He would never get a flag because you know he was a white guy when they used to throw those flags on only black guys. So uh. well, well, he was a uh, he was doing that stuff quite well. Two time NFL sack leader. So you know that man had a lot of times he was able to celebrate after getting the quarterback. Um, Five time Pro Bowler. So, but yeah, Jared Allen. I I like I said vividly remember those pan, those Bears days when he was there. Mm-hmm. Great time at the end of his career. He started uh, talking a, a lot player. towards the end of his career too. Very active, yeah, very active in the media for sure. I'm not sure. I can't remember if he went into the media at all after his career ended. I remember because he retired not that long ago, and he put up a Instagram post that was literally just him on a horse. And he rode away into the sunset on the Instagram post, and that's how he announced he was retiring. And I don't think he's done much since. I have seen some other retirements that we'll come talk about here pretty soon with NFL, and their post-football career in the media. There's a couple guys, even some former Panthers, making it their way. Apparently it's the Carolina Panther pod today. We had no idea. Panther pod. Who doesn't (laughs) love a Panther pod local? Had no idea, but – yeah, Jared Allen sailed off into the sunset on his horse, rode off into the sunset on his horse and uh, called it a career, a great career, terrorizing quarterbacks, wore a cool number the whole time, hogtied some people. What more could you ask it. for out of a defensive end? We, I know Bradley Loing loves that. One shout out, obviously, the Vikings fan. Um, so skull skull, <laughs> um, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yes, but Zach, local team triumph. Oh, well, okay. The football. Obviously, obviously, we go from football to football. <laughs> um, triumph, Greenville triumph, huge news. I don't even know where to start. Obviously, we're gonna start with the sad news and we're gonna finish with the happy news. Sad news, Zach. One of the key members that started the Greenville Triumph as far as players. One of the original. Oh, geez. Give him a salute. A salute to you, Zach. We're soon going to have a key, a soundboard and the ability. We'll hit a three. You'll have the uh, ability to hear my hand touch my forehead and salute away. It's a sound of a salute. I don't know what that sound is. It sounds like 21 guns in the background is what Um, it sounds like. So... Omar is now going to be playing for a team in Turkey. He this offseason is now signed. Yeah, with the Turkish team. Um, so, but yes, best of luck to Omar. We hit him. He got the old bag. We, Do Turkey teams assume, pay in American dollars? Uh, he got whatever. He got the conversion rate is probably really good. Let's be honest. Um, so, but obviously we're going to get a little bag from that as well as the team is Greenville Triumph will. That will be nice. Uh, be able to afford going to uh, looking into some more key backup players because we got to fill out the bench now. Um, I will but, say, as sad as Omar's departure was on this championship year, didn't have that big of an impact. I'm going to be honest. That's true. That is factual. I don't. I don't like the the fact that you're willing to make the statement, but I agree with the statement. Very fair. Probably statement. part of the reason we're not overpaying to keep them. That's true. That is exactly right. And well, you have a lot of key pieces you're bringing back this year between the defense and I think the fact that Dallas J is back is one fat factor too. That's going to be a lot of money. You could put out eat up. You could put out eight pieces of baloney. And then Dallas J and goal, and I'm still pretty confident, you know. <laughs> pretty confident it could be a tie game at the end, <laughs> yeah. zero zero, nil nil. Um, but I other great news, some great news coming out of the triumph. John Hart resigns till 2023. Zach Skipper, that's idea of the skipper. I was worried. I figured he was going to be going to one of these MLS teams that were uh, opening up over the next few years. But at the same time, it does play out for him still to be able to be hired by some of these teams that had delayed starts because of pandemic issues. Uh, Along with that, 2021, Zach, is going to be a truncated season again for the USL League One. But we at least get 28 games this time starting May 8th. Uh, And 
16 playoff, which means we could get the bye for the first week as long as, you know, we can go out there and lead the league all the way through the whole season again. Uh, we could easily be looking at a bye for first round and host the ch semifinal again. So uh, lots of uh, big dreams for this team and uh, even bigger there will most likely there's rumblings and news about that there's most likely going to be a stadium announced for the Greenville Triumph this year at some point. That doesn't mean they'll be breaking ground on it but that means they are going to be getting in the actual process of having their own stadium. Huge. Huge news. So as it stands, <clears throat> we're using Legacy Charter High School. It's a private school in the upstate. Is it a private school? Or charter yeah. school's private? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a part private school. All right, so private school in the upstate. Let's, let's talk pros and cons here. Pro, good area, close to downtown. Pro, turf field, beautiful. Pro, setup, beers, accessibility, everything. <laughs> cons, not many. Except for the uh, fact there's parking. no branding in the middle of the field. It's not technically our stadium. Dan, give me a con. Okay, so con for me, parking right now there not is the not ideal. It's not the greatest parking situation. Also, like you said, it's, it's, a, it's a good feel. It's a nice stadium, but it does have the feel of a pop-up Stadium. Yeah, still. it feels like the, the, there was a the, soccer the field and we are, put yeah, some bleachers. The bleachers were brought there. Uh, all the all the venue, all the like uh, uh, concessions are in tents and uh, things of that nature. So I definitely don't think it's the greatest feel ever. But that being said, when you, we get our own stadium, they were already talking uh, like the taco company the little taco shop that is there at the games right now will have their own actual like uh set up there they won't be set up in a little cabana or anything like that you i know, do love nice. the word cabana so, cabana would be great but so i'm just saying <laughs> that it's going to be nice once we have actual setup for it once we have an actual parking lot you give me an actual goal, like the board, man. Give me a little board with a little mini screen. You don't need anything crazy, but give me a little screen on the board for a little replay action here and there. Uh, and we've already talked about branding. You cover a stadium in Triumph branding, and it's Triumph-themed. And if Triumph. it, Here's I the mean, thing. If it is, the color scheme. If it's half as good as the Greenville Drive Park, I'm sold. If it's half as good, they literally it doesn't even have to seat that much. It they, doesn't have to. They seat built that. a mini Fenway Park from Boston in Greenville. We have our own mini monster that you hit home runs over into a hotel. I've never, I've never, I think I've only been to one Greenville Drive game. I've been to Clemson versus South Carolina baseball there many times. That's a tradition in the Upstate. They play one game in Columbia, one game in Clemson, one game in Greenville. But just presentation, branding, accessibility. Ticket prices. You cannot beat minor league sports in a town like Greenville. And that's a place. So at the Drive Stadium, if I'm if I'm wrong, if I'm not wrong, I do believe they built the Drive Stadium and then built out what was around it afterwards. Because the Drive were in a different stadium, they built a new stadium and then they built and around it, and that it stadium. turned around the whole area. To be honest, it's the, the end of a, it's at the end They're of Augusta trying, Road. They're trying to do the same thing with West Side of Greenville right now, trying to change up that area, make it a little more uh, Bloop, soccer field. Drop a soccer stadium in there. Suddenly, you got the little uh, just like when we went to the Braves game, the bat at the uh, Greenville uh, or the Atlanta Braves game. They had the little battery area or whatever, where it was all the bars and stuff like that. Man, you give me two or three little bars that are, you know two minutes from the stadium. You hear Dan, he needs two or three bars. We're, we're hanging <laughs> Not out. Not one. Hanging, I mean, like, man, we need places for – we got to have places to hang out for away games, Zach. Although, oh, definitely traveling wow. for away games. Definitely travel. That's another thing. If you can get branding, if you one build bar. a stadium, one you bar. can then – if you get stadium, if you have a couple, like, one or two bars right there with the stadium, then you have, like, events you can do for the away games, not only is it built off just – And then you show games. up like-minded people, other fans there, have a good hooting and hollering time on an away game. 
easy build, easy build of the fan base when you have a bar that sort of is themed around the triumph and it gets random people in there. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I do believe uh, that's all we got on the triumph. Very exciting news, great stuff coming out of there, Zach. We are towards the thick. I'm not going to say in the thick. I'm going to say towards the thick of the NBA season. We're we're early. Not, we're early thick. Early, thick. early thick. Because uh, they're you know, still scruffy. deciding. It's a scruffy NBA season. It's it's a it's a it's not a five o'clock shadow, but it's a full stubble. Past that. It's a. It's a stubble of a season right now. Stubble of a season. We're looking at it. I mean, anything to note, obviously the big thing was the Lakers recently played the uh, Bucks, And, dear Lord, did they just handle – looked like they were out there toying with the Bucks. This isn't the Anthony most recent Davis. game because LeBron just went for 46-8-8 eight eight or something like the 8-6. and six. It was 7 of 11 from three-point range. LeBron James. Not, I didn't say Steph Curry. I said LeBron James. <laughs> 7 of 11 from three-point range. Pulling up from the logo. 18 years. 18 years, Daniel. 18. It doesn't matter. He's going to do it until he's like 20. He's going to play 25 20, years in the league. Years. He's going to play 25 um, years in the league. But, yeah, and then another strange thing, the Brooklyn Nets have not looked great since uh, getting the three-piece uh, oh, they looked, suit. They looked uh, amazing with just James and KD. Suit. It was great when it was a two-piece suit. It's a three-piece suit. It ain't working. You're a little too Don't thick like for the under vest. The vest yeah, isn't looking well, good. Th- yeah, the vest, vest is not looking good. Kyrie is your vest. Take <laughs> Kyrie off, all right? <laughs> um, there is uh, some news. NBA's trying to decide whether they're going to hold an all-star game right now. Currently, there's no all-star weekend. Don't need it. I don't think you need it this year. The dunk contest? I mean, you can name people, but, like, you don't have to. You don't have to do it. Zach. I mean, it's a waste yeah, of money. For this, it's a waste of money, time, and potential of uh, losing LeBron James for two weeks or this person or that person for two weeks. You don't need it. You don't, Maybe you don't have the All-Star game. Maybe you don't have the World game. Maybe you don't you have the do Rising dunks. Stars game. Maybe you do have a celebrity game. Maybe you, you do, do have a three-point contest and do have a dunk contest. Dunk and three-point contest. I'm thinking dunk and three-point contest, but you do it virtually, and everybody just shows up at their like, that was individual my first team thought, gym. But then I feel like for the dunk contest, you don't have that pressure of being in front of the crowd, the time ticking. I mean, sure, you get one attempt. Maybe they send out like – so say, let's say somebody from the Hornets is in the dunk contest. Let's say Miles Bridges makes it again into the dunk contest. I guarantee they would do something like LaMelo Ball takes over and films Miles Bridges' dunk contest attempt or something. Like yeah. another team, they would have your star and your dunk contest guy or something like that. Or maybe like a representative. One of the all-stars is there for you to do the dunk. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. They're probably just going to cancel it all and make me sad because I've been watching the dunk contest since I was a kid. But, hey, who cares about me? I'm sorry, Zach, but I think it's the same premise as the Pro Bowl. We've named Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is ridiculous. We act like the Pro Bowl is great. The Pro Bowl is ridiculous. There's not one person in the world that acts like the Pro Bowl is important or matters or they even watch it. How did it get to 20? It took a pandemic to cancel the Pro Bowl. I was like, guys, we were complaining about it being awful before. Why is it taking this Because long? it's a stat thing. Should have canceled it's like, it forever. In the NBA, when you say you're – I mean, being a Pro Bowler is a big deal, just like being an All-Star is a big deal. But the NBA All-Star game, no matter how gimmicky you think it is when they're getting close to 200 points, that's basketball, you can still be hooping and putting in little effort. You just that, let the guys perform. The Pro Bowl is literally but, like, I, I'm just not going to tackle you. I'm going to let you run exactly, past Exactly, exactly. The NBA All-Star game is literally us going and playing basketball because, like, the number of times I look at somebody driving in the lane and I'm like, Nope, let him go. I could, I could uh, you, you don't let them go in my defense, but. You definitely don't go 100% every <laughs> single time because, bro, I got to have energy. You put a hand up. I'm going to be – I got to have energy because I'm about to drive to the hoop. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking offensively. I'm offensive buckets all day, all right? So Daniel's um, channeling his first name, James, and he has the James Harden approach. He's all offense, dribble, dribble, offense. dribble, dribble, 
put a hand up. That's about I it. I carry <laughs> I carry the ball a lot. Nobody calls me on it, so Daniel, if James you made Harden as many effect. shots as James Harden, nobody would say anything about your game. <laughs> I wish I had that ability. Zach I wish I had that ability. <laughs> you know what I wish I really had though? What? The ability to just be in peak physical condition as Tom Brady has at age 40 freaking three and play football, all right? Well, he's We got to talk some NFL football. We got – obviously, we have a Super Bowl we could talk about. We're going to preview that next week, but we got to talk about how we got to the Super Bowl, Zach. Where do you want to start, NFC, well, AFC? week one, NFL season. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Week one, we're going all the way back. <laughs> no, but uh, Remember when AB was with the Steelers? <laughs> Let's go in chronological order. So the NFC Championship was first, right? Am I crazy? Yes, that was correct. All right, so we had game. we had the double check versus the pliable one, the goat. Give me your best goat. Bah. Very good. Okay. I um, think I was more sheep, but it's all right. So that's what Tom Brady's alarm clock makes in the morning when he wakes up. It's just a sheep <laughs> over and over again. <laughs> Thought that's bah. the noise that came out. Of Wake his up, mouth Tom. <laughs> but uh, as soon as he wakes up, he stretches and then he thinks about the Super Bowl because without Bill Belichick, he took Bruce Arians and the loaded offense of the Buccaneers all the way to the Super Bowl. People are like, "Who won the marriage, Tom? Bill Belichick? Who won the marriage?" They've been saying it all year, and now everyone's like, "Tom Brady won the marriage." Damn Tom it. Brady won the match. Damn it, Tom Brady won. And I'm like, Tom Brady didn't win shit. We knew from the day he signed, he had Mike Evans. I mean, they signed Leonard Fournette and Antonio Brown later, but neither one of those players really did anything. They, Ronald Jones, Chris Godwin, two to three tight ends before you signed Gronk. Yet Todd Bowles, in a, the defense was amazing last year for Tampa Bay. The only reason they were even close with Jameis's 30 interceptions. And Tom Brady throws three touchdowns, three interceptions in the NFC Championship, and Jameis is like, I could have did that. I could have did that. <laughs> great point. That is a great point. <laughs> but uh, Nobody wants to say that. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Obviously, huge feat. The clutch factor of being Tom Brady and getting the job done and not making poor decisions is why they're in the Super Bowl. He's probably going to win the Super Bowl. But he has a well, hell of a contest coming up against him, which is the Kansas City Chiefs. But if we're back to the marriage, everyone's like, Tom Brady won the marriage. Belichick's on the hot seat. Belichick's horrible. Look at New England. They did nothing. First off, New England had eight players sit out the season that were key players because they're like, yeah, I'm not running this back with Belichick. I'm all pro team. And like then all pro second members. off, Belichick brought in Cam Newton, who literally cannot keep a job and had people thinking the Patriots were going to go to the playoffs all year until they didn't. And then – but it's over. Belichick's horrible. Nobody wants him as a coach. Baloney. 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 Belichick is going to turn it around within the next two to three years or he's just going to retire. If things actually start going south, Belichick will retire. He will not let it go south. He will not tarnish his image, which is – it's not tarnishable. We're just mad in the moment. Five years from now, we're going to be like, oh, man, we miss Belichick. Oh, man, we miss Belichick Brady. Oh, man, we miss everybody. Everything was so good back then, <laughs> you know? So I'm over it. I'm over it. Tom did great. Belichick's doing fine. Just, just shut up. There's no marriage. Well, and Tom <laughs> gets there to the uh, the NFC Championship game against the Packers by beating a Saints team that was sort of in the same position where the defense is good, the skill players are good, the quarterback is questionable because of age, but you see Drew Brees, he just doesn't have that factor, that whatever Tom Brady has that makes him youthful. The ability to throw the ball 40 yards uh, downfield, you mean? (laughs) Well, that. But it's it's the fact that he's so old. It's the same thing that LeBron James has. How's he doing it at that age, at that ability? You know, mm-hmm. it's in, it's insane. But with uh, Tom Brady, he also gets carried by a defense that led by a, a somewhat of a rookie in Devin White. That uh, man, 
he makes plays against the Saints that wins the game. And then uh, against the Packers, they the, the defense shut down the Packers' offense a lot, uh, was able to stop them from getting touchdowns in the red zone a couple times. By the way, I think Matt LaFleur, ridiculous when you go for a field goal when there's like seven minutes left in the game. You don't go. You got to go for a touchdown when you have Aaron Rodgers. You also cannot the defense I don't know what happened dude who is Scotty Miller who is Scotty Miller and why on earth is somebody the size of me getting a touchdown going into halftime to put you up 21 to because you have a quarterback that can still throw the ball down what is but like where did that man come from like Bruce Arians had that man playing second string on the practice squad and Tom Brady he's like, like I know what to you do should with bring these types him up. You should bring him up here. We put you him bring in him the up slot. Here. And put I him in the slot, <laughs> and he's going to go win us an NFC Championship game. All right, that's what happens. Ridiculous insanity to the a- AFC, though. Well, actually, before we leave, Zach, there's now rumblings. There's uh, Aaron Rodgers potentially going to be leaving Green Bay. Do you feel like that is at all viable, legitimate information? All right. So if we're saying Aaron Rodgers is leaving Green Bay, that's because of certain preconceived reasons. I'm going to hypothesize, that's the word, hypothesize what those reasons are. One, he doesn't get support. Okay, okay. You were playing bad, so they drafted a quarterback in the first round to get you off your ass, and you had an MVP season. So, obviously, you weren't playing up to your potential, and you needed a kick in the butt. And you got one of the best wide receivers in football. Shut up. And they stacked your defense so you could make it to the NFC Championship this year. You probably should have scored a couple more times in the first half of the NFC Championship, double check. You had the ball with a chance to win before LaFleur decides to – kick a field goal when you're down eight in the fourth quarter. <laughs> I agree. There were a lot of uh, issues as far as the red zone being able of Oh, my God. Rogers you got a second-year coach. Oh, my God. Who had thought? <laughs> locked in. Rodgers locked in on Devontae Adams like 12 times in the end zone. I was like, man, there's got to be somebody else Why open Why don't you throw the Scotty Miller? <laughs> you know? Or, uh, Find your Scotty Miller. <laughs> but uh, reason number two, Eric. Aaron and Matt LaFleur can't get along and make decisions because Aaron Rodgers crossed his arms with his beanie on postgame and said, that wasn't my call. It wasn't my call to go for it or kick a field goal. So what does that mean? Aaron Rodgers is hard to coach. He doesn't get along with coaches. He's going to go somewhere else and be just fine. The man's 36 years old. He's not going to change what he does. He's going to go out there with a flick of the wrist, and he's going to have an attitude about it and be condescending in the process. And you know what? He's probably going to get close to winning MVP, and your team's going to be pretty damn good. So, Green Bay, you better shut up before you're stuck with Matt Flynn or insert Cam Newton or Jordan Love for the next 15 years when you got a potential three-time MVP slash Super Bowl champion. So, Green Bay, you don't know what you got until it's gone. You're lucky you got Brett Favre 2.0 after Brett Favre 1.0. So, Probably not getting Brett Favre 3.0. It's not Jordan Love. I can tell you that. It's not Jordan Love. <laughs> But uh, Um, there's rumblings about Aaron Rodgers going a couple places. Interesting to me, he's an L.A. boy, come home all the way back home to the Rams. He's still pissed off at the 49ers for passing on him for Alex Smith. He's still mad about it. He'll say he's mad about it. And then, uh, I mean, there's some other landing spots. Like, what if Aaron Rodgers goes to New England for a year or two? The Dolphins. The Dolphins. They're, the uh, Texans Deshaun are going to be an open spot. He doesn't spot. want to go to the Dolphins, so there's one guy out of the mix. Uh, Texans are going to be an open spot most likely. Detroit's yeah. most likely going to be an open spot as Detroit's getting the uh, – yeah. probably going to be moving Matthew Stafford along, which just the fact that there's so many of these option quarterbacks that are experienced, and I would say top tier as far as obviously Deshaun and Aaron Rodgers – I think of Matthew Stafford, anybody that gets Dude, them, him is Stafford a QB should go upgrade. to Atlanta. 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 G- give me Stafford. Stafford or Belichick. Bill Belichick and Stafford. I think that's a marriage that could actually work out really well, beneficially, at least one year for a potential uh, run. I don't know if I've ever heard Matthew Stafford say a word in his professional career. 
I do. Matthew Stafford, go look up some of the coolest, uh, like, hypest moments of Matthew Stafford. His passes are there amazing, is, but I'm saying I don't times, know if I've ever heard him say a word. Uh, no, dude, there's times where he is on the field, takes shots where, like, he does not get up off the field. Like, he didn't get up. They take him to the sideline. He goes, get the hell off me. And took his helmet, went back out there, threw a touchdown. Awesome. Then came off the field. And he's like, ow, it actually really He hurts. was like, yeah, it really freaking Can hurts. you shoot but, cortisone uh, <laughs> into this spot? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Matthew Stafford, I think that's a guy you're going to get to be able to move and get something for. So there's going to be a few spots open. He's a young-looking old guy. He's a young 32, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, Zach, NFL to the young side of what now looks like the NFL. We, the NFC was just all the old quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Breeze. Drew Brees. Now we go to the AFC, you have Lamar Jackson, you have the two against quarterbacks playing in Baker. the AFC Championship. You had Baker. Then you have Pat Mahomes versus Josh Allen. Bills versus Chiefs. Uh, obviously, not surprising exactly. The Chiefs end up winning it big, 38-24. Mahomes, three touchdowns. Allen, two touchdowns, one interception. Zach, anything you – it's – they, they looked like the Bills had a chance for a few minutes. Not or you know nine zero mm-hmm. looks well, good. I hate to make a basketball analogy for football, but the Kansas City Chiefs are looking very much like the Golden State Warriors, and they feel very much like the Golden State Warriors from like two thousand like fourteen to sixteen seventeen. Just just completely unstoppable on offense and. Uh, <clears throat> Pat Mahomes has only lost one playoff game in his career. And who do you think it's to? Tom Brady. Yeah, it is. So, uh, God, this matchup. Yeah, so. We'll get there. We're going to preview that. We're in there next week. No, yeah, yeah. That was, pump your brakes, everybody. Mm-hmm. Pump your brakes. <laughs> but uh, Pat Mahomes, Andy Reid. Some people are saying Tyreek Hill is one of the standalone best players in football after last week. They're like, he's the best receiver. You see top fives for receivers everywhere, and Tyreek Hill is not on that list. But you give that man that ball, and he is going to shake and bake. And Travis Kelsey's leading the league in reception. He's literally one of the best tight ends ever. Jesus. He very well may be the best tight end ever. I think he's better than Gronk. I think we can now, I think we can start already saying that as like, and it's the fact that, like, bling, bling, but jing. Yeah, bling, bling, <laughs> but at the same time, man, like. You just wait. Gronk, you just wait Gronk for Gronk the second half of the team. Super Bowl when Gronk has, like, a 60 yard catch <laughs> or something. Man, we saw Gronk in the <laughs> NFC Championship game had a little screen pass and laid in, in the game. I was dude. Stunned. That is I was total like, oh Gronk. God. Gronk Got is, I'm going to block yards. all game, look slow, and then you're going to get me the ball at a very crucial moment. <laughs> um,. Man, well, how do you feel about the Bills, Zach? As a Bills fan, I'm told I still have not fallen off the bandwagon. Although I don't think you got on a bandwagon. I, I think, think the wagon. Bills overachieved times a hundred. Not a hundred. They were a playoff team. They're well coached. Good defense. Good offense. You got weapons. You got a young court. Josh Allen's overperforming. Is what's really happening. What I think. I think they need a lockdown corner. That is it. If you give give me give me a guy. Okay, so this entire game, you the, the you knew what was going to happen. You said, "Okay, we got to be able to a not let them run the ball very effectively," which they succeeded at. Then B, we have to stop either Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill, one or the other. You don't have to stop both. You stop one or the other. And they but then, do but that, that doesn't help because either. that's when the Chiefs you need start a running the ball. Corner. That's when the Chiefs run the ball. That's when they throw the McCole Hardman. That's when you get Sammy Watkins involved. You're running into the Golden State Warriors. You're running into we got to stop Steph Curry. Oh shit, Clay Thompson dropped 65. <laughs> you know we got to stop Kevin Durant. You got to stop. You got, we stopped Kevin Durant. The Splash Bros combined for a hundred. You know, like we stopped the Splash Bros. Kevin Durant put 55 on us. You know, like. It's one of those problems, and especially when you have a quarterback who's not really going to make a mistake and can make every throw. If you had a game manager quarterback, you're not afraid of the Chiefs like this. But you don't. You got a guy with a laser cannon for an arm, and he's got his confidence is is full. It's 100%. It's maxed out. He's had nothing to hurt his confidence yet. And 
maybe that changes when you see old old Tom the goat on the other side, especially in the Super Bowl scenario. But how unfortunate, how unfortunate for Tom Brady to choose the Buccaneers with this huge team of great weapons. You know you're going to go to the Super Bowl because it's Super Bowl or bust when Brady was picking a team. Super Bowl no or bust. Doubt. And the Super Bowl is in Tampa. So not only does he choose the Bucks, who are the worst all-time team in the NFL by win percentage, takes them to the Super Bowl, home game Super Bowl, no fans. Sucks. Sucks. Could you imagine a that home sucks, Super Bowl but... for the Buccaneers against the Chiefs with Tom Brady? That'd be like the loudest Super Bowl ever. Yeah, but at the same time, like – this is just going to – this game literally I – I don't think the fans were going to change what's going to happen. Like you said, with the with the Chiefs' offense, man, we're going to talk about this next week, but with that Chiefs' offense, man, I don't know how you stop it at this point. I think it's like we saw with Bama a bit where it's – there's just so many problems to try to stop that you can't stop them all. I think the Bills are going to be back. I think they're right there. And the thing is, I think the Bills have to be lucky. Like, imagine... So, imagine if uh, Chad Henney didn't do Chad Henney-type stuff, whatever that means, which apparently it means but let's talk being about clutch. I've watched Chad Henney since he was in Michigan, okay? Chad Henney was on the Dolphins with needing to win the game and do the exact same thing he did for the Chiefs, the confidence is not there. Same thing with Mahomes. But the problem, I think the problem is, is the fact that the coaches aren't willing to make those calls. Andy Reid, Andy Reid used to not make these calls. But he makes the calls because he's got a fucking superstar at every position. <laughs> and he has a Super Bowl ring. He doesn't care anymore, Zach. Exactly. He doesn't Once have to worry about losing ring, it. it doesn't matter. Exactly. You're just playing with house money because at this point, your legacy's sealed for Andy Reid. Your legacy's sealed for Mahomes. You're just getting started. But if you never went back, you're still a Super Bowl matter. winner. It doesn't matter. Exactly. That's the big thing, too. I think because you got to look at it from like quarterbacks at this point, you are expected to win more than one Super Bowl to be considered great. If you're a defensive player and you're on a Super Bowl winning team, that literally changes you. A lot as of players like play their career whole career player. and never make it to the playoffs. The average NFL career is three years long, Daniel. Think how think about those Browns players that were on the 0 and 16 team and won, and then like maybe the two player that was there for two years and only won one game of the 30, uh, the third, the 42 games he played. 32 games he played like oh my god <laughs> so i mean you know i think that's about all we got pats uh you know bill belichick we're not we're not previewing the Super Bowl. i don't we'll care how much we're not preview well we want to i want to do it we're not doing it all right there is Dan, a little college i do have a trivia news. question for you that i Ooh. don't know the answer to which super bowl is it is it 55? I think this is Super Bowl 54. All right, we'll find out later in the show who was right. We'll figure out next week once we're previewing the Super Bowl. Because <laughs> um, we're not talking. <laughs> we're not talking Super Bowl. All right. Guys, before we go, there is some college football news, Zach. Something that I may think you will laugh at. Oh, I've already laughed. Notre Dame placed on probation for one year. What? Both assistant coach and head coach Brian Kelly both had mis- imper- impermissible contact with a recruit over the off season. That means they talk uh, to them when they're not supposed to. Yeah, exactly. At first, I was not, like, they, they it did was who? face to face. I do believe it was face to face, and it was because you know they're not supposed to be having face face contact with recruits. Uh, but also, more news from college football landscape. Josh Hupel is in as the head coach of Tennessee because Tennessee had a head coach vacancy after uh, Jeremy Pruitt fired uh, amongst all sorts of recruiting violations. McDonald's bags full of money, Zach, which I would take that McDouble. Also, I hear you, but uh, Fulmer retires. If you're going to sneak money in a bag, shouldn't it be like a Chick-fil-A bag? I mean, Something you know, little, 20, oh, 20, the brown bag. 2021, well, 2021, you definitely should be doing the the Chick-fil-A, especially if you're an athlete. Imagine, okay, 
You got the best ad recruit ever. He's getting McDonald's bags handed to him. That looks bad. Um, just he like when Clemson won the national championship in 2018 and Donald Trump <laughs> filled the White House with McDoubles and Big Macs for the team. Exactly. Well, Zach, did you see the uh, Brandon Marshall? He has a YouTube and podcast where he speaks with previous athletes and stuff. He had Chad Ochocinco on. And Brandon they were Marshall. Talking of, you're, talk, yeah. you're talking Brandon Marshall, Brandon Marshall? Yep. He's on First Thing First on Fox as well. Yep. Uh, he uh, has Chad Ochocinco on, and they're talking about diets they had while they played. And Brandon Marshall goes, man, I ate right. I did everything right. I didn't drink. And he's like, I got injured every freaking year of me playing football. And then Chad Ochocinco goes, man, I ate whatever I want. I ate McDoubles every freaking day, and I was a rock, and I never got hurt. (laughs) I watched a video. That's crazy. Chad Ochocinco came up. I watched a Chad Ochocinco video this week prior to the topic we're going to close the show on, which is UFC. But, uh, Ocho Cinco is talking to Conor McGregor in a hallway somewhere. And McGregor's like, where did you get your name Ocho Cinco? And uh, this may predate some people. Do you know much about Ocho Cinco, Dan? Here and there. We're a young man when he was really doing his thing. But uh, when he was playing for the Bengals, he was, there was an era of wide receivers pretty much after Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice retired mid-2000s. And he's the GOAT. Like, Jerry Rice is the example for all wide receivers. Just score a touchdown, hand the ball back to the ref, do it again, do it again, win championships. That's how it's done. 2000s come around, you got players like Steve Smith. You got players like Chad Ochocinco, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens. All these guys are making big plays, and they're celebrating, and they're getting creative. Chad Ochocinco is one of these guys, always known for his end zone, like, antics. But he – uh. He changed his jersey one day, the back of his jersey. He wore the jersey. Instead of Chad Johnson, he put Ocho Cinco as the words on the nameplate of his jersey. NFL fines him after the game, like $35,000, which, like, still not that much money to these guys, but it's more money 10, 15 years ago than it is today, especially how contracts work. And so what does he do, Daniel? He goes legally that week. And changes his name to Chad Ochocinco, gets the jersey made next week in the NFL. The back of his jersey says Chad Ochocinco because he legally is Chad Ochocinco. So that's, so that's a big F U to the NFL <laughs> right there. Gotta love it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Zach, before we get out of here, you we, did, we definitely have some fight news to talk about. Big Conor McGregor fight over the weekend. I did not view it. Zach, you were able to view, correct? Yep, yep. So uh, um, a lot of buildups, as with every Connor fight. I got a question to ask you in a second, Dan, about Connor and the state of the UFC. But uh, every Connor fight, big spectacle. It's amazing his Irish song he plays. He walks out. He the the smack talk, everything. Anyways, he's going up against Dustin Poirier, second time around. Connor knocked him out the first time around when he was on his glorious come up in the UFC. Since then, Connor's made whiskey, and he's boxed uh, Instagram stars, and he's been Ugh. choked out, and, you know, he's lost a fight here and there. But a year ago, last weekend, he beat Cowboy Sharoni in his UFC return after the Jake Paul box not Jake Paul boxing match, the Floyd Mayweather boxing match. And he beat Sharoni with the shoulders to the face. Anyways, this time comes around. Dustin Poirier is the number one contender Basically, the interim champion because Habib Nurmagomedov had retired after his last fight and has not come back to use the belt. So, you got number two versus number four in the lightweight division. Big fight. Poirier's seven years after he got knocked out by Connor. And uh, first round was pretty crazy. You know, Connor looked good. He's throwing that one two combo he always throws. He throws the right left. He always tries to finish with that left cross, knock people out. Poirier looked good all over, throwing a lot of leg kicks, a lot of front leg kicks. And uh, second round comes around, which is never good news for Connor. If you make it out of the first round with Connor, you know you got a chance. Because his, I don't know what it is. It's like his conditioning goes. He's too amped up. He doesn't guard his face in any round that's not the first. 
And uh, good fighters just get you, right? Who'd, who'd have thought? Just stop guarding your face after the first round. Horrible, horrible move. Connor does it all the time. Uh, but uh, his fatigue, he starts to fatigue. The left front, the leg kicks. Connor literally left the fight after getting TKO'd by Dustin Poirier because his leg was so beat up. But he got, he got caught with a nasty punch up against the cage. And uh, Poirier knocks him out, TKO. Connor leaves on one crutch, can't even walk. But the whole time, massive respect between Connor and his corner. And after the fight, everybody social media obviously ran with it, started talking a ton of shit, all the memes. But uh, Connor said after the fight, he really worked hard and he didn't expect to lose. And like they were training hard in this camp, and uh, he didn't expect to uh, get knocked out like that. So that tells me two things: one. Um, are you? Do you think you're working hard and you're not working as hard as what you used to because now you're living your cushy millionaire lifestyle, close to billionaire lifestyle? Or two, are you just not that good anymore? Like, I don't know what it is. Like, I think it's more of he may have thought he was training hard and ready, but he just wasn't there. Or two, you gotta, you can't just fight once a year. Pick this shit up when you think you can. Like I can't even imagine getting in a fight. Never been in a fight in my life. And this guy just thinks he can pick it up and do it whenever he wants to against the best in the world. Just ain't gonna happen. So Daniel, I ask you the question. Give me your thoughts. State of the UFC with Connor losing. Uh, I agree with you. I think you're right as far as like with Connor. I think it probably is a situation where he's. His trainer is not exactly up to date with what's going down as far as training, uh, you know, standards and stuff. So there's something there that's keeping his conditioning from allowing him to be able to continue on in fights and stuff. But that being said as well, in general, the UFC, I think you're right. Uh, I think it hurts that he lost, uh, not only in the fact that, like, one of your major stars, like probably one of the most influential people in the UFC ever, like who outside of him makes the the needle push for the UFC really now? Uh, he is now looking at most likely. I mean, maybe, maybe he continues fighting. He may not continue fighting. Uh, maybe depends on what happens with the third uh, rematch uh, or the second rematch between him and Dustin. Um, but at the same time, it's not only him losing doesn't allow him to have further future fights. It means uh, Masvidal uh, probably not wanting to try to match up with Connor now because it's not as big of a fight. It's not going to make money. And so, like, you're losing out on potential for those. Khabib was potentially rumored to have come out of retirement if Connor had won. And mm-hmm. so you lose that out, uh, lose that opportunity. I just think it's bad for the UFC in general. And then, like, at this point, who's your next guy? Who give me give me the name for the next guy that's gonna push in the UFC that's gonna be the big name for the UFC that's gonna move like you know? You know I don't I, I don't know anybody else. I tend to agree just because Connor's been the big name for the last five to seven years. But you've had other guys in there. Would Connor be this big if John Jones wasn't constantly being <laughs> suspended for cocaine or steroids because john jones is technically the best fighter ever in the ufc like dude does not lose (laughs) he's the best and uh before that you had spectacles like lesnar and then the huge come up of the usc ufc by itself before lesnar because it was just growing in popularity i do believe the ufc is bigger than conor mcgregor do I think it hurt the UFC that Conor McGregor didn't win this fight? Maybe. Do I think the UFC's flopped on a lot of pay-per-views? For sure. But I think that's the nature of the sport, man. You're not. I think we have this preconceived notion of pay-per-views from wrestling and Super Bowls and stuff like that where you're like, oh, it's the best of the best. This is going to be an amazing spectacle when it's MMA. You could literally choke a person out in 10 seconds or 25 minutes. And the same result happens, you know. So I think it's a little bit of the nature of the beast with UFC. People are just are constantly disappointed. And, like, obviously when Connor was winning, we were all going batshit crazy. But uh, I think we'll be fine. Connor will be fine. He's going to fight a YouTuber, I'm sure. And uh, we'll see. 
because Jake and Jake and Jake Paul literally acts like he's the next greatest boxer of all time. And he's going up against a UFC fighter who got knocked out by Jorge Masvidal. Forgive me, I don't know who the fighter who agreed to fight Jake Paul is. I barely know who Jake Paul is. But, uh, Daniel, any uh, fight news before we get out of here? No, not off the top of my head. Um, One more, one more. Boxing. 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 Manny Pacquiao rumored to fight Ryan Garcia, the Instagram kid who thinks he's sick for punching bags. I'm so tired of Instagram. (laughs) Dude, it's your life. Oh, social media. All right. Speaking of. Follow us on social media. You should follow us on social media, (laughs) Moody Sports page, uh, Instagram, Twitter. You should go check out the website. Finally got back to updating that. They're obviously – there's a couple new things on there, Uh, an editorial for – you're just going to have to go find hire out. Co- coaching <laughs> hires and then uh, another one that I can't remember off the top of my head even though I wrote it, which is pretty bad. Um, but also a memorial to Hank Aaron, uh, one of the great, uh, probably one of the greatest <sighs> MLB players of all time. Great all right, time out. Atlanta Brave. Time Zach. out. So I know this is our longest pod ever. It Sorry, really everybody. is. Longest pod ever. But uh, Daniel reminded me. Last, there's one more year for Roger Clemens. More importantly, one more year for Barry Bonds to make to the Major League the Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. I know we're talking about Hank Aaron. I know we're talking about no, the home run good. king. I am one of the few. Barry Bonds is the best hitter to ever live. Mm. I know he took the roids. I know Mark McGuire took the roids. Guess what? I don't say Mark McGuire's the best hitter to ever live because he wasn't as good as Barry Bonds. We should put just. I mean, just put him in. Like that's you're not it's, gonna. It's, There's it's no way they're gonna do it on the last year. Barry's They're not gonna, gonna, gonna make do it. it. Rogers never gonna make it. And zero players made it to the Major League Hall of Fame this year. No one yep. got voted in. See, that's just like that you should have done it this year when you have no players going in. It doesn't make sense. Only Barry. But, uh, I mean, hey, you know, Hank Aaron, Hammer and Hank, rest in peace. Hate that, especially as Braves fans. It sucks for both of us big time. Horrible news. Baseball fans in general, though. Horrible news for the world in general. Um, On that note, everyone, sanitize. Stay safe. Don't spread any germs. And, uh, you know, watch some sports. Watch sports. (laughs) Check out our website. we're going to be, me and Zach are going to uh, probably be getting into both some merch here soon and then also video content is going to be looked into here soon also. Oh, we got video content uh, right now, baby. Uh, yeah, so we're going to get, get working on some stuff for you guys, but uh, keep loving us, keep following us. We appreciate Episode the support. 69. Episode 69. We're out of here. Nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening to A Very Moody Sports Show with Daniel Moody and Zach Whittington. Stay tuned next week for more hot takes and good predictions. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and follow on Apple iTunes and Spotify, A Very Moody Sports Show. And also on social media, Moody Sports Page. That's M-O-O-D-Y Sports Page, all one word, on social media. And check out our website, MoodySportsPage.com. See you next week, guys.